All right, good morning. Can we give it up for the worship team this morning? <clears throat> wow. Now, if you've been a Christian as long as me, you remember the band Striper or King's X. So I love our worship team. I love when the guitarists are up there and they get the power chords going and when Dan's on the drums and he's bashing it out. I love worship with a bit of grunt and I believe that our worship team, our, our team are awesome. Are they not awesome? They are awesome. I think I get the feeling that this service is one of those going to leave everything on the stage service. Don't leave anything behind sort of service. And I'm excited that I've got, hey Fred, good morning. I'm excited that I've got a support team here this morning. I've got my son-in-law to be, Charlie, sitting here at the front. Very handsome young man, he's taken. Also my beautiful, amazing, sexy wife, Lulima Hansen. Woo! And I've got my nephew, Joshua Hansen, here this morning. Awesome. And next week, in between the services at the cafe, Lima's book will be on sale. Grace brought me here. Every dollar of the purchase of the book goes towards our woman's ministry. So make sure between the services that you get down there and buy a copy. Support the work of the woman's ministry. Yeah? Amen. I love this time of the year. This is a time of the year when we get to reflect on what has been, what we're going to leave behind, what we're going to carry into next year, and what we're going to determine is going to be the outcome of next year before we even hit it. You know, I think there's a demonstration of that, particularly when you're in church and you see people like in the center here really grooving down to the worship and throwing themselves into it, you're really getting down and giving God everything giving God everything in these moments when we get together. This is that time of the year where we think, did we give it everything? Have we allowed some things to hold us back, pull us down, entangle us, diminish, limit what it is that we want to take into 2024? I also love how God hides things in creation. And it takes time for the scientists to catch up in our timeline with what is hidden in creation. He must chuckle 6,000 years ago, he kicked off everything, and, and then at different times in the timeline, we discover things, and you must get, finally, you finally figured it out when the scientists catch up. You know, this time of year is when we can reflect, when we can consider, where we can see clearly, where we can plan, and I've got three points for you today. So if you're a note taker on your phone, I know, I know that Jay Dixon is a, a note taker on his phone, or whether you're writing things down, I've got three points this morning for you to weave around the concepts, the ideas, the things that the Holy Spirit impresses on you this morning. Number one, stand up in the light. Number two, choose pure light. And number three, the light is you. One, stand up in the light. Two, choose pure light. And number three, the light is you. I'm a visual person. I learn by seeing any other visual people in the room. Quite a few hands up there. My people. So my people, visual people, I'm going to be showing some things up on the screen as we go through this morning. But we're going to start in Genesis chapter 1. So if you've got your physical Bibles, you can look up. If you've got your digital Bibles, you can look up. Or it's going to be up on the screens as well. Now, it's the first book in the Bible. You don't need the contents page. You don't need to ask somebody. You just open it up and it's basically there right at the beginning. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and was empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light, it was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. You see, God doesn't allow the darkness to encroach on his light. 
God called the light day and the darkness night. And then there was evening and there was morning. That was the first day. Now we're jumping ahead to verse 16. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give the light to the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning and then there was the fourth day. What's going on here? Notice something between verse 3 and verse 16? There was light. But there was no sun and moon. Four days later, there was sun and moon. Sixteen, the sixteenth verse later, there was the sun and the moon, created and hung in the sky by God. Yet God said in the beginning, Let there be light, and there was light, and it separated the light from the darkness. There was day and there was night, and that was the first day. What's going on here? You see, God stepped off his throne, stepped into our timeline. He stepped into it and he said, let there be light. Because of his authority, his power, his creative force, the violence of his words speaking out created the light and there was the light and it was good. It was good because God is pure. God bestows the light. He radiates the light. He shines form in the luminous brilliance of light. He is the source of heavenly light. He is the celestial glow. He is the pure, the holy. He conveys light. When he shines, he disperses light everywhere on everything at all at the same time, without limit, without stain, without shade. In 2009, some scientists at California discovered that when they created a sound that was so powerful, a sound that was so strong, a sound that was millions of times higher than the human ear could understand or comprehend it, when they made that extremely loud sound so powerful, it gave off radiation. In other words, it gave off light. So science has caught up nearly 6,000 years later when the God of heaven and earth says, let there be light. His authority, his power, the strength of his word is so strong, the light comes. God spoke more powerful than Thanos, more wily than, than Kang, more bright than Captain Marvel. Altogether, his light is pure, and it was created in our time because he said so. All without the moon and all without the sun, and 13 verses later, they came to be. But that's not all. In 1997, these scientists at Stanford University started bouncing photons off each other. What are photons? They are light. And when you bounce photons off each other and you hit them against each other and it's so violent and it's so strong and it's so powerful, something is created that wasn't there before. When photons are smashed against each other, they create matter and antimatter. God stepped off his throne and he declared, let there be light. With such powerful volume and sound, it created light. The light that was created from that was so powerful and holy and pure, it created matter. The universe was created. Our solar system was created. The earth that we stand on was created. Why? Because our God said, let there be light. There is no limitation in God. Stand up in the light. We all need light. You walk into a room, it's pretty dark, you need the light. You're a bit fearful. You see, want to see down a path, you can't see what's in front of you. You don't want to fall over, especially not when I look this good. You want to illuminate the shadows. 
you want to see in the dark. James chapter 1 tells us every good and perfect gift is from God, came down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God is not in the shadows. He is not the shadows. He is light. Light is that warmth in the winter of our soul. He is the security when we don't know where we're going. He is the illumination sharing and showing us what we don't expect is going to be there. As you encounter this time in the year and you think back over 2023 and you think, where was my warmth this year that God enabled me to have? Where was my security that I found this year? Where was the illumination that he brought to my life this year? And we get to pause and we get to thank him and we get to ask him for more. We get to declare more over our lives and the lives of our family, over our friends. We reflect, we consider, we identify what we want to bring into 2024, and we leave the rest behind. We give God space to do what only he can do. God made everything before we invented stuff. God knows everything before we even discover it. He provides protection even when we don't know we need it. He loves us unconditionally before we can even love ourselves. Why? Because he's God. John chapter 8, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 3,300 years after God said, let there be light. 700 years before Jesus, right in the middle there, speaking of the new heaven and the new earth to come at the end of days, at the end of time, Isaiah says in chapter 60, the sun will no more light the day nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end. You see, we want the light. We need the light, because we often have that fear of the unknown. We don't know what's in there. Or we have the fear of the known because we've been hurt in the dark before. We may have fear of the places that we've been, or we may have fear in our mind because we've allowed the darkness to get in. Because we've focused on things of the dark. We've allowed them to get a foothold. foothold. Or maybe from my day with cassette tapes or these days with MP3s or things online, maybe there's a playlist playing in your head from the darkness of the things where you've failed and fallen down and been sat down. That's not who God is. We get to turn that tape, that song, that playlist off and step into the light. John 1. In him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It can seem easier to cling on to the darkness, our familiar. It can seem easier to hide in the darkness, like a cloak we put over ourselves. But Jesus is our way forward. Jesus, when we're down and we're defeated, Jesus is the light. Micah chapter 7 tells us, don't gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen down, I will rise. Though I sit in the darkness, the Lord will be my light. Amen? If you've ever been knocked down, stand up in the light. If you've ever been counted out, stand up in the light. If you've ever been cast aside because the bell is rung, stand up in the light. <coughs> when life throws everything at you and you get knocked down, stand up in the light. If you've ever had a sit back and you've sat down, stand up in the light. Have you ever walked through adversity and you thought that giant was bigger than your weapon? Stand up in the light. 
When the world turns the power off, puts the eviction notice on your door, the electricity and the water's gone, stand up and the light. He's got better things. Right now, you can look around the room and you can see the light is coming from all different directions. It's coming from up there, natural. It's coming from the electronic man-made lights. It's reflecting off surfaces. There's light coming at us from all different directions. If you've ever had a pair of sunglasses, you know the polarized version? That actually limits the number of wavelengths of light that can go through your glasses. So it reduces reflection. It reduces the light that's allowed to reach your eyes. In 1690, Christian Huygens discovered what God had hidden in creation, that polarized lenses would only let certain wavelengths through. David's going to put up on the screen for us two pictures of the same pool of water. On the left is looking at it, and you can't see through into the water to see what's there, into the unknown because of the reflection. On the right-hand side is a picture when you look through a polarized lens or polarized glasses. You can see in because the reflection has been eliminated because of the polarized lenses. We can see the pure light without limitation, without imitation, because of the polarized lenses. First Corinthians tells us in the message version, which is so beautiful, we don't see things clearly. We've been squinting through a fog and peering through the mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. We'll see it as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. Choose pure light. You see, when we choose light, we choose the pure light. Without limitation, without imitation, we see the genuine article, the authentic, the real thing, the legitimate from the original source. First Timothy 6 says, Who alone is immortal, who lives in the unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen, to him be honor, and might forever. When we have God's light, His pure light, when we bring our focus in, when we get on the same wavelength as God, we are not confused. We are not dismayed. We see clearly. We are not defeated. We are not discouraged. We are encouraged. We are not disheartened. We are not overwhelmed. We are not lost. Psalm 36, for with you is the fountain of life. Your light, in your light, I see light. The world gives us a smorgasbord of choices. Jesus is the antidote to the indigestion of what the world gives us. I made that up. Thank you. Thank you. You can use that. There's no copyright. You can take that. (laughs) Thank you, Lissy. We can find fake light all around us. Different faiths. Hinduism, 33 million gods. How do you get time to pray? Similar faiths, similar kind of sounding gods. Mormonism. You have the Bible and a blue book, so you can interpret it. Faith with boxes. The height of the Islamic faith is to go on your pilgrimage to Mecca and walk around the Kaaba, the black box. Inside the black box is a black stone, apparently, that God gave to Adam when he left the Garden of Eden to soak up his sins. I would rather have a relationship with a God of light than a box. Faith with no gods. Buddhism. There's no God. There's no Jesus. There's no devil, but I think there is in the details. There is no heaven, there is no hell. There is just enlightenment. You reach the end and you've done so well, you get to go and do it again. Come back as a dung beetle or something. I would rather have hope. I don't want to dabble in the fake light, do you? 
I don't want to dabble in the darkness and play with it, do you? Do you want to leave 23 behind and move into 2024? Leave the darkness behind. Leave that dabbling behind. Leave the things that reflect what is not of God. Walk into the pure light. Take it with you. Take only what is of God and what He has for you into 2023. Leave the fear behind. Leave the uncertainty behind. Leave behind the things that we cling to and entangle us. Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? God is pure light. He brings the pure light. He transmits the pure light. 1 John 1, this is the message we have heard from him and now we announce it to you that God is light and there's no darkness in him. You can't be half-hearted walking into 2024. Okay, time to geek out a little bit. Who, who are my fellow nerds in the room? I love you, my people. Awesome. Fellow nerds, stay with me. It's not time for the toilet just yet. Turn to someone and say, pure light. Okay. Consider, Haley. consider diamonds. Everyone wants to have a diamond, you know, on a ring, on a necklace, in your ear. If you're a gangster rapper, you want it in your teeth. Everyone wants diamonds. You know, you want this thing that's meant to be pure. Diamonds. Precious gems and stones. You want these things. Some, some gemstones, some precious jewels, polarize light. They send light in different directions. Gemstones that cross-polarize light only allow one single wavelength through. That is pure light. Pure light. We all want diamonds, but you see there's a difference. Diamonds are isotropic. Isotropic gemstones reflect light in one direction. And when you shine cross-polarized pure light through a diamond, it goes black. But there are other gems that are anisotropic. When you shine pure, one-length, cross-polarized light through it, it radiates a beautiful brilliance, a rainbow, and all the colors that are embedded in pure light. David's going to bring up on the screen the gemstones that are cross-polarized light transmitters. Jasper, sapphire, and so on. When cross-polarized light, pure light shines through these precious gems, pure light is transmitted as rainbowed colors all around everything in their circumference. How do we take pure light into a community, a whānau, a family, a nation, a world who needs light? We ask God, the God of lights to come and inhabit our life. We ask Jesus to be the Lord of our life. We ask the Holy Spirit to fill us every single day. That wherever we go, whatever we say, whatever conversation, whatever thought, whatever activity we do, we take his pure light with us. That's how we live in an impure world. The light is you. Colossians 1. This is the secret. Christ lives in you. As we prepare for the end of this year and we line ourselves up for 2024, leave behind the things of the darkness because he is light. Leave behind the people that have entangled us and pulled us down because he is light. Leave behind the addictions that have held us captive for so long and we keep returning to because he is light. Leave behind the darkness of using violence instead of self-control because he 
is light. Leave behind the fear of God and run into his holiness because he is light. John 12, I have come into the world as light so that those who believe in me should leave the darkness. Determine for yourself this year that you will leave every part of the darkness behind in 2023 and take only the best of God with you into 2024. Jesus gives us in the faith in him, the pure faith, hope for today, expectations for the future, and a certainty of eternity. There is a new heaven and a new earth coming at the end of days, and we get to be part of it. Here's the final geek out. God is a source of light, the source of pure light. When you shine pure light a single wavelength through that pure gemstone, you get this radiance of light. Who knew? I think God did. He knows. He knows the beginning and the middle and the end. 6,000 years ago, God spoke, and because His voice was so strong and powerful and holy, light was created. The light was so powerful and violent in its creation that matter was created, and everything came to be. After that 6,000 years ago, 3,300 years, Isaiah spoke and he said of that new heaven and earth, there'll be no sun, there'll be no moon, there's only the light of God. Less than 2,000 years ago, Jesus said that he is the light of the world and you are the light of the world. 333 exactly years ago, Huygens discovered cross-polarized light. So how is it that John, writing in the last book of the Bible, what's it called? John, on the island of Patmos, sitting there, writing the book of Revelation, and God takes him into a vision to see the new heaven and the new earth. 700 and a bit years after Isaiah first spoke of it, seeing beyond our days. How is it that John knew? Only because God said it. Revelation 21. I'm just going to read sections of it. And maybe David can put up the gemstones for us on the screen again. This is John saying, And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away. There was no sea any longer. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God. He who is seated upon the throne, God, God who stepped out of the timeline and into creation and spoke with authority and power. God said, I'm making everything new. He said, write this down, John. These are the words of mine that are trustworthy and true. And God said, the wall of the new city will be made out of jasper, the city of pure gold, pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls will be decorated with every kind of precious jewel. The first foundation is jasper. The second is sapphire. The third is chalcedony. The fourth is emerald. The fifth is onyx. The sixth is ruby. The seventh is crystallite. The eighth is beryl. The ninth is topaz. The tenth is turquoise. The eleventh is jacinth. And the twelfth is amethyst the only gems that are anisotropic that transmit the brilliance of pure light. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it because, because the glory of God gives light. The lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by his light. There'll be no night. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful will enter. How did John know that those stones would radiate the pure light of God? Because God told him. 1,600 years before, before Huygens discovered it. Why did God choose those stones or jewels? Because they knew he would radiate through them. If you want to be up to date, read your Bible. If you want to be prepared for what's to come, read your Bible. 
If you want to understand creation before the scientists catch up, read your Bible. Why? Because God is light. Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. God knows what's coming up next year. This is the time when we should be considering talking to him about it and what we're going to leave behind. God doesn't dictate your light. Sorry, the world doesn't dictate your light. God does. The world doesn't ignite your light. God does. The world doesn't define who you are in your light. God does. The world doesn't unleash your potential. God does. The world doesn't extend your light and bring influence. God does. The world does not shape your life and who you will be. God does. The world doesn't expand your influence as was prophesied today. God does. The world does not raise your light. God does. The world does not scare away the shadows. God does. In 2024, we make the decision in 2023 that we will leave the darkness behind and walk into his pure light with him in us and us transmitting him. Now, maybe if you're like me today, you had to make the decision daily to shake off the darkness for the things that entangle us, the things that assault our eyes, the things that that get stuck in our mind, the things that take place in our heart, the things that we walk in in this world. If you're like me, every day you need to make that decision to shake it off and ask God for his light, that I would be light, that my mindset would be transformed, that my confidence and my faith would be in him and only him, that I would not trust anything that is fake light. Maybe you've known Jesus before and right now you're realizing and recognizing you've allowed the darkness to come in. Maybe you've allowed yourself to sit in the darkness because you've been knocked down, excluded, left behind, hurt. Today is your day. Today is your day to shake off the darkness. Today is your day to leave the darkness behind. Today is your day to make the decision for light, to come back, to come home, to come to the Father of lights. So right now, for those people, our family, our brothers and sisters who need to come back to the light, we're going to pray. We're going to pray together. I'd love for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Father God, me, we, us, the family who knows you, who's become entangled in the darkness, things have held on to us. Father God, the things that we've allowed into our lives that have hold us, held us back, we shake them off right now. We release them. We lay them at your cross. We give them to you and we say, we need your light. We ask you to forgive us for holding on to those things we shouldn't hold on to. Allowing our mind to fester on things that don't help us. Allowing relationships that do not grow us to take hold. We release them, we take them off, we shake them off, and we give them to you, Lord Jesus. And we invite you, Father God, to be the Lord, the King, the Master, the God of our lives afresh today. Holy Spirit, we ask you to fill us afresh. And I declare over every person in the room right now, a fresh and filling and touch of the Holy Spirit that would cast out all darkness because the darkness cannot abide where the light is. Holy Spirit, fill every person to full and to overflowing that those tent pegs would be extended. Those ropes would be expanded and strengthened that we would take families and cities and nations for you and bring who you are to everything around us in Jesus' name. And we all said, And maybe today you've come in here and you don't know Jesus. You've not met him before. You've not had the opportunity to choose light. Today is your day. Today is your day. 
And so I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you've walked in here and you don't know Jesus and you know you need to choose light and walk into 2024 with light and leave the darkness behind so you can run into his light, now is your moment. And I'm going to pray a prayer and everyone's going to repeat it after me. The prayer doesn't save you. Jesus does. Get you to bow your heads, everybody, and close your eyes once more. And if you need Jesus today, I'd love for you to raise your hand. No one's going to see, but God is. Raise your hand right now. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I see that hand. Thank you, Father. I see that hand. Thank you, Father. I see that hand. Thank you, Father. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. I see those hands. Thank you, Father. The hands across the room. You can lower your hand. Everyone's going to pray this prayer together because we are family. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me. Please forgive me for my sins. Be the Lord of my life. Give me your light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give all those people a round of applause. God bless you. Now, if you made that decision for the first time, there's an orange Connect card in front of you in the seat. Fill that in and tick the box, I made a commitment, and pop that in the Connect box in the foyer. And there are, we have our foyer out here with the couches. Please join our amazing dream team. We'd love to be with you, pray with you. Get a Bible into your hands if you don't have one. We would love to support you and walk with you through this journey. We are your home. We are your family. We love you. Can we welcome Pastor Don back to the stage? Amen. Amen. That's our service for today. Why don't you jump to your feet? We're going to sing a song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This is the light of mine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. This little light of mine. Hey. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Sing everywhere I go, everywhere I go. I'm gonna let it shine, everywhere I go. I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Dr. Craig, for that word this morning. Amen. Hey, if you're here today and you want prayer um, and you're struggling to let your light shine or you're, you've just said yes to Jesus and you want to talk to somebody about it or you need prayer, you've got a specific prayer need, I want you to, don't be shy and invite you to come to the front. And we, we've got a team who would love to pray for you. Amen. Why don't we lift our hands all across the building this morning. Let me pray for you, church. Until we meet again, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.